Welcome to the Property Side Hustle Pod with host Paul Rose. This pod's all property but with no filter. Hi and welcome to the Property Side Hustle Pod. This is the second part of the deal packaging series in which we talk about how to set up a deal packaging business and what's involved step by step. In the first episode, or the last episode, the last podcast, we discussed the whys and wherefores of setting up your own deal packaging business and also compliance and how to build an investor database too. So if you haven't listened to that one, do go back and give that one a listen and then maybe jump into this latest podcast. In today's show, we're going to cover the act of sourcing itself. We'll cover where to find the deals and some marketing tactics to that you can use to get lots of off-market deals. So before we start, I must apologise for being absolutely rubbish. Um, I have had lots of messages asking when this episode will actually come out, and it has taken a few weeks, mainly down to me being on holiday, sunning myself for two weeks on a beach, but I'm back now, and here it is. So the long-awaited second podcast all about starting your own deal packaging business. So let's crack on. So we'll start with where do you find the deals? So you've got two options really, online and offline. Now many people work on the assumption that you need you need to get off market deals, but this is simply, it's just not true. When I started outsourcing deals for investors, I approached agents, local agents, and built a couple of good relationships. And when you have a a relationship with an agent, what happens over time? Well, they will eventually give you off-market deals. And I know maybe some of you may know I had a slight advantage because when I started out uh, sourcing deals, I was actually an agent myself. Um, I ran my own agency. But if if you do build relationships with agents over time, and time being the operative word, they are going to give you a heads up, or they will give you a heads up prior to properties going on the market or coming to market and appearing on the likes of, you know, your right move and Zooplas of this world. If they come across a new property and they think, oh, hang on, this might suit your needs, then, you know, they're going to pick up the phone, hopefully, and, get, and give you the heads up and give you a bit of exclusivity, even if it's a few days, um, you know, and it may work for some of the investors you're working with at that time, which is fantastic. So when you've got agents doing this, essentially sourcing for you on your behalf and keeping an eye out, and they're feeding you potential deals before they go live, you're in a really unique and extremely valuable position. So don't, please don't just ignore agents completely. Spend the time and go and build that relationship with them. It's Trust me, it's worth the effort and so, so beneficial having a couple of local agents on your side when you're a deal packager. You know, look at it, look at it this way. Agents, on the whole, let's let's take a guess. I would say they probably they probably have a 97% share of the market. So when it comes to properties for sale, they've got 97% of them. <laughs> so you'd be absolutely nuts to discount potential deals just because it's on the market. Um, so the, this leads me on to the next question. You're no doubt thinking it already. Can these online properties be deals? You know, you might be thinking, why would somebody? Why is somebody going to pay you to find something that they could find themselves online? But believe it or not, 
these opportunities, they can be deals and you can package them and you can sell them because an investor who's got money but no knowledge will be willing to pay you not only to find a suitable property but you will of course provide a lot of a lot around that so you're going to provide a lot of data a lot of analysis you may provide various different options too if you're a good deal packager so it's not merely a case of saying oh here you go found this on right moves got a 10% yield do you want to pay me a 3 grand sourcing fee <laughs> it's not you know there's a bit more to deal packaging than simply finding the property and offering it out although you know you might be forgiven for thinking that that is the case if you if you spend any amount of time in the property groups on Facebook because there's plenty of people doing just that so professional deal packages and I use the word professional there and emphasize that professional deal packages who know what they're doing they tend to serve cash rich time poor and knowledge poor clients in some cases so finding a deal that is advertised by an agent is an option because you're going to go away and analyze you're going to provide an investment overview of that property and that is what you're being paid for not just finding the opportunity it's your job to work out if the opportunity is right for your investor if it stacks up if the market is viable for the purpose that you propose for instance you may have an investor who's looking for HMOs in your area but you do some research and it turns out that the market's quite saturated at the moment for HMOs so you maybe need to look at something else you know it's it's that type of you know analyzing and, and pulling a potential deal together um, that's why you're getting paid so in summary online is is a great place where you can find deals but the key really and the, I really want to emphasize this the key really is to build relationships with agents so you do get to that point that they're feeding you exclusive deals before they appear on the market you know and it doesn't have to take too long to do this you know people that I've mentored in the past have, have done this and literally within a couple of weeks they you know they've put the effort in they've, they've been out there they've gone and you know spoke to agents and all of a sudden the phone starts ringing and you know do you want to have a look at this it's not on the market yet they're the types of phone calls you want to be getting from agents you know and relationships will always give you wins if you build them correctly but they're never going to be quick wins you've got to put the hours in and you'll reap the rewards later for months and years to come and this all makes perfect sense when you're playing the long game and if you if you're listening to this and you think well i want quick wins i want quick results you're in the wrong game you really are so what about offline and those direct to vendor deals that you hear of all the time well being direct to vendor obviously gives you an extra level of exclusivity for sure so how do we come about these off-market deals but before we, before I jump into this I just want to talk about a couple of tactics I see people using um, day in day out and they're wasting time in my opinion the first being yellow bandit boards I'm sure we've all seen them with messages like we buy any house my opinion though is the the general public now are well versed to this they know that these types of adverts are going to lead to somebody offering them a crazy low ball offer um, that makes no sense to them and no sense to anybody else your bandit boards were probably more effective maybe three five seven years ago but not so much these days people have wised up to it 
Plus, they look a mess, don't they? Strapped to every bloody set of traffic lights around town. I'm sure you've come across them. And I bet, after listening to this, you're going to see them even more. Um, yeah, keep an eye out around your town, see who's using them. You know, come on, honestly, think about it. If, if you've got a house to sell, you're most likely... 99% of people are going to most likely consider calling a local agent, a professional. They're not going to call a handwritten mobile number written on some tatty old yellow Fomex board strapped to a bloody traffic light, are they? Think about it. And the second one that really grinds my gears um, and has become something of an epidemic um, lately, and it's... I see plenty of people doing it. There, you know, there isn't a day goes by that I don't see a post on my newsfeed on social media of a table stacked full of envelopes and stamps. Now, let me tell you something that happened to me a few weeks back. Just before I went on holiday, I viewed a property and the owner said they had around 18 letters. That's 18, 18, 18 letters in the past month from people offering them um, lease options. I said, I said, these envelopes weren't all different colours by any chance, were they? And the guy started laughing and said, yeah, right. He said I had blue ones, red ones, yellow ones. How, how did you know? And I, I, I let him in on the, on, the, uh, on the other side. And I said, it's the, cur it's the curse of the property course and the property industry at the minute. So people get taught that if they send a coloured envelope, um, that they're more likely to get a response of some sort. But 18... 18 i think he said he had 18 in like the past month or so unbelievable it's crazy you know, i think for me this kind of says the game is probably up on this one and i honestly think that you could get better results by building relationships i know i keep coming back to it but that's that's the way the world that's that's business so if you're listening to this and you already have the letters stacked ready to go you might even be listening to this podcast and you're licking stamps and throwing them on envelopes. Don't waste the paper. You may as well do it if, you, if you're at that stage. But please be consistent. Don't just expect one letter to do the job. It's a mail campaign. Send another four weeks later, then another maybe six weeks later, then six months later. You know, commit to consistency with everything that you do. Don't just, you know, do a half-assed attempt and send out, you know, 500,000, 2,000, 3,000 envelopes, letters to, to, to people um, and don't follow it up. You're not going to get results. You know, don't go looking, like I said before, don't go looking for the quick, immediate wins because you're just going to be disappointed. I know an agent um, in Warrington, um, where I had my agency, sent out 5,000 leaflets and he got three phone calls. It cost him an absolute fortune for these 5,000 leaflets. A little bit different to a letter, obviously, but, um, yeah, three phone calls off the back of 5,000 leaflets was nuts. And it cost him more money to send the leaflets than the business he generated, which was, I think it was nothing in the end. It, it fizzled out to nothing. The phone calls went nowhere. So, anyway, what does work then? Um, so, if you see a property that looks empty and you want to find out who owns it, then you can, of course, pay your couple of pounds online and get the deeds from the land registry, and then send a letter to try and open a line of communication. But a much better option is ask the neighbours. 
you know, because if they've got a stinky derelict property next door, then they're going to be more forthcoming with information if they think that you're looking to refurb that property. Now, the best thing about this option is it's free. And you know what? You, you'd be surprised at what you can find out by knocking on a few doors. And I did this once. It was a few years ago now. And the owner actually lived next door to the bloody property. You know, I wasn't expecting that when I knocked on the door and he answered and said, yeah, I'm the owner. I was stumped for a minute. I just didn't expect it. So you never know what you're going to find out. And people do love to talk. You know, if you don't find the owner living next door, you're going to find people who are going to be... You know, going to give you some information that's maybe useful. Now, there are many other ways to source uh, off market, such as a big one these days is landing pages, and I'm a big fan of these. Um, so, what is a landing page? If you've never heard of a landing page, you're a bit of a technophobe. Well, it's a way of getting people's contact details in return for giving them something of value. So if you want to build, let's say, a database of investors, you could create a guide to investing in the local area. So let's say your your area, where you're sourcing, etc., is Coventry, off the top of my head. If you built up a guide um, to give away on a landing page, that's a, a, an investment guide of that area. So um, top 10 tips for investing in Coventry something along those lines you're giving some value that's going to attract who that's going to attract investors who are interested in your area who are your clients as a deal packager so you know it's it, it that's the essence of a landing page so then you can start marketing to them and trying to build that relationship with them and if they're local arrange to meet them offer a skype call um, obviously you've got to be careful these days with gdpr regards marketing um, and you know just make sure you, you you're aware of that if you want direct to vendor leads then maybe create a maybe a one-page PDF guide to selling your home quickly and that way you're going to generate leads for people looking to sell their homes um, pretty swiftly so my number one tip is definitely 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 landing pages to collect valuable data and build investor lists and also leads to potential deals. Now, a good landing page can net you easily a dozen or so leads a week and for free. Once it's set up, you know, it's done for free. Um, I know MailChimp offer this service. I know some others do. It's it, You know, the likes of MailChimp, which I've used in the past, it's literally drag and drop, so, um, you know, you can't really go wrong. Um so on the back of that, if you have your landing page, you've got your free giveaway, whatever that is, um, it, you can you can then upscale that. So it's so there is a bit of cost to it to get more leads. So if you paid for some Facebook adverts, you're going to be generating a lot more leads, um, and this is much more preferable to print advertising, which is another thing that's kind of died a death. It's a bit of a dead art form. Um, these days because it's so so expensive to advertise in your local newspaper it's it's not um, it really is and you don't really get the return on investment either um, you know who reads newspapers these days it's all gone online so another quick tip before we move on is via the purple bricks own website so I know purple bricks do advertise on um, property portals right move zoopla etc but 
if you go on Purple Brick's own website, you can book viewings on their website with the vendor. And when you book the viewing, you sometimes get the vendor's contact details, not like the local Purple Brick's expert. And, you know, you direct a vendor. So if it's, you can use that as a tactic. Another way is social networks. And by that, I mean most towns and cities now have at least one, at least one Facebook page with properties for rent and for sale in the area. So always be sure to have a look and make it, just make it part of your sourcing routine. Your cost per lead there is zero. And you're straight to vendor because they're looking to try and sell it themselves. And often what you'll find is people that are trying to sell a property themselves are desperate because they've taken it into their own hands because they've, they've given up on the agent selling it and there's maybe some issue or, you know, the, the, a creative strategy may work better rather than a traditional sale. So certainly worth looking. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Some people might think this is nuts, but trust me, it works. Get a stall at your local big car boot sale. Now, I'm sure there's one nearby. There's normally you know a huge car boot sale, not a million miles from, from where, where you live. Uh, one with plenty of footfall, because that's what you want. Operate a property problem one-stop shop. So if you market this right, it can be such a big winner. People will talk to you if they get, the message if you get the message right on your banners etc and you advertise it correctly plus it's just great brand exposure especially if you regularly do it and you're there every you know these big ones tend to be i don't know fortnightly monthly um you know if you turn up and you're consistent and you know somebody sees you they might walk past and go oh, what's that um and then next time they come along and you're there again they might think oh i'm gonna have a word you know just be consistent with it like anything really but yeah, if you kind of go along the track of you operate a property problem one-stop shop, have some banners made up, some roller banners, you know, they're pretty cheap these days, um, you know, and you, you're going to get investors and people looking to sell up uh, will, will also be coming to you for advice. And the opportunities that turn up will surprise you. You, you, you seriously, it's worth doing if nothing else, got some fresh air on a Sunday morning, um, you know, it, it's a good one. In addition to these ideas that we've just just discussed you've got the likes of supermarket advert boards doctors and dentists waiting rooms chip shops anywhere that you can leave a flyer or a card so just be creative with it and get them get them everywhere if your flyer is everywhere your exposure is huge over time because you know without necessarily you're going to get results at first you know don't expect the quick results the quick wins but somebody getting their Friday fish and chips religiously every week will see it and read it every single week. And each time they read it, it reinforces your message. Now, it might not be for them, but they might tell somebody else, I've seen this thing, you know, and that's the way it goes. You know, these sometimes do turn into phone calls, into, into hot leads. So it's not groundbreaking by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. It's an easy way to market a message and relatively cost-effective too in comparison to some other tactics such as the dreaded letters and the coloured envelopes. So now you've got an idea on how and where to find opportunities. Your next question may be, what do you look for? Um, which is great because this podcast is about sourcing. So, well, this goes 
straight back to using the correct sourcing process really from the get-go so lots of people will source a property first and then try and find a buyer but this is fraught with issues and problems and to be honest the odds are stacked against you in a flooded market of deals being advertised on the likes of the Facebook property groups everybody's got a deal you know the real success stories happen between two people who have a relationship not randomly posting deals online and then dealing with every man and his dog saying send me the info and then you never hear from them again does that happen to you <coughs> excuse me I bet it has you know if you think somebody online is a serious investor meet them arrange a Skype call build that relationship you know and take it forward from there make life easier for yourself and don't be running around like a headless chicken trying to flog deals online work the process step by step and eventually the rewards will come the best sourcing process if there's one nugget you take away from listening to this podcast is this the best sourcing process that will generate you the best results 100% of the time is finding the investor first it's the only real way to do it you've got to work for your client because then you know what to look for because you're going to qualify that investor and you know what sort of investment they want their budget the location the strategies or strategies that they're interested in and timescales to invest etc because they might not be quite ready to invest but you know in three months time they're you know they've got some funds etc and this all this information gives you so much to work with when you're sourcing and also if you have the right contracts in place uh, like we provide in our uh, deal packaging course you've got you've got your fee kind of agreed once you've got the investor on board so you've got your fee agreed the paperwork signed off you've just got to go and find the find the property to get your money that's it it's simple that's as simple as it is no, I say it so many times, and older and wiser heads say it too. It's the only real way, source to meet your investors' needs. You know, this massively saves time, especially when, when you're sourcing online. And don't tell me you haven't sat online looking at every single property for sale. Um, you know, when you're looking at 100,000 properties, you've wasted an hour of your day, and... You're just randomly trying to spot a deal. It, it doesn't work, this scattergun approach. You need some focus and, and um, direction with it. So we know where to source. We know what to source. So now we need to know how to source. And to be honest, this could have been a podcast all by itself, but let's try and keep it simple. So... Set up accounts on Rightmove and Zoopla if you haven't already. You can save properties then and search areas, etc. Just to make it quicker, a little bit more seamless. Um, it's going to save you save you lots of time as well. So I did just say set up accounts on Rightmove and Zoopla. So why would you use both? Because surely Rightmove has everything. Well, it doesn't. Because many small agents can't afford the extortionate right move fees because right move charge agents an absolute arm and a leg um, to advertise properties on right move, whereas Zoopla are a lot more affordable, especially to the smaller independent agents and the hybrid agents. Um, they tend to advertise on Zoopla only and they won't be on right move, so it's good to check right move and Zoopla. 
don't just assume right move everything's going to be on right move because it isn't another big one is use the keywords you can do this on 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 multiple portals these days when sourcing so if it's a refurb opportunity use keywords like in need of modernization or ideal for investors be creative and play around with it you know think about how would the agent advertise it because the agent's going to have wrote the the advert and you know if i've got you know what a really good one is just a simple word investors because agents when they come across a property that's run down tired in need of a refurb they'll just put the line ideal for investors or attention investors so that's a good keyword to use and you can now find motivated sellers quite easily on the likes of Zoopla because you can search by most reduced. If you go into the advanced settings and you select most reduced, it's going to give you the amount that the property was reduced by and the dates as well. So that's really quite interesting data to have when you're sourcing. You now, if a property's been on the market for a while and it's had some big reductions, don't automatically assume it's below market value though. Um, a lot of people still have BMV in their head and it drives me up the wall. But more often than not, vendors will want to advertise their home for more than what it's worth and more than what the agent suggested to in the first place. You know, that that, that comes from me being an agent back in the day. Um, it used to drive me nuts when I used to go out to, to, to see a property. You'd say to the agent, this property is worth 120000 um, you know, but for a quick sale, if you market it at hundred, you know, hundred and fifteen, um, somewhere around there, that you know, you're gonna get, you're gonna get a sale, and then they have their idea in their head, and well, no one will advertise it for hundred and twenty five, hundred and thirty. Well, okay, yeah, you can do that, but you're not gonna get a sale, so it gets advertised at hundred and thirty. And inevitably it will sit on the market and then be reduced and that doesn't mean to the untrained eye that it's bmv oh it was on for 130 and now it's on for 115. it's not it's not been reduced by you know by 15k it's it was overvalued or or over um over advertised um advertised at the wrong price rather in the first place um agents tend to do one thing they sell that's what they do. That's the purpose and end goal. You, on the other hand, as a deal packager, may have some creative strategies that can enable a sale to take place, such as you know, an assisted sale. So sending a letter to the owner direct might be worthwhile, especially if they have been on the market for some time. And this is where I kind of backtrack. This is a caveat to the uh, me saying, oh, sending out these coloured envelopes to every Tom, Dick and Harry doesn't work if you're sending out letters to you know specific properties then that's that's a little bit more niche that's a little bit more direct and focused and you know what i'm down with that there's just point to doing that especially if they've been on the market for some time but do me a favor don't use a colored envelope just use a normal envelope and and you know get it posted another powerful sourcing tool is a paid option called property data uh, which is a website and this is really quite powerful and the link will be in the show notes so make sure you do check the show notes for that you can search on property data by a number of ways such as discounted properties auction properties motivated sellers properties that are slow to sell 
Well, the list goes on and on. There's so many different ways you can source on there. Plus, there are lots of tools, um, basic calculators um, that you can use too. And I, th I think they're free, um, the calculators, but don't hold me to that. The site is a subscription model. And if you take a look at the show notes, you'll find a referral code to get some discounted fees. So it's well worth the money. Um, I think I think the top level package is like 30, 30 odd pounds, um, but you, you can pay less. And there are some, you know, like I said, there are some different subscription levels available, but take a look, there's some free bits on there that you can access without actually paying for, um, yet yeah, great website, property data. If you remember on there, and you do subscribe to property data, there's a tool that you can attach as a, like a browser extension. Um, so, which means when you're looking on the likes of Rightmove, you get an extra layer of data. Like you'll say, you'll do a property search, you'll click on the property details, and on the right hand side, you'll then get a little box that says that's provided by property data that gives you, um, you know, data like average rental price, average sold prices in the area, etc. You know, it's just really great to have this data visually when sourcing, you know, it's right there, it's brilliant. So, the act of sourcing, as we know it, is to find a property. That's all it is. So, you look where. Online is the easiest option, but don't just concentrate on the likes of Rightmove and Zoopla. As we've discussed, try the commercial agents too. Sometimes they don't advertise stock on the main portals because they have their own website and they don't pay, they just don't pay the, 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 the astronomical fees to the likes of right move so have a look around town uh, see what you know commercial agents are in your area uh, make a note of them and then have a look on their website other places that you can take a look online are the likes of Gumtree and obviously the Facebook selling pages we mentioned before but on Gumtree be sure to check out privately advertised um, properties that are on there because agents do use it too and even if you do select privately advertised properties for sale or to rent, um, you do sometimes come across agents. So just, just be wary of that. So I hope you've enjoyed today's show and you take away some of the golden nuggets from today's show and you go and use them and, and apply them. In the next one, in episode three of this series about starting your own deal packaging business, we're going to be looking at what you do next. So we'll assume you've found a property so we'll be looking at how do you analyze it, what makes it a viable investment, and how do you present that information to your investor. So make sure you join me for that one. And so you don't miss out, please do subscribe to the podcast and leave us uh, a review as well if you've got five minutes. That'd be great. Um, so that's all for today's show. Be sure to check out the show notes for any links that I mentioned during the podcast. Um, and you can still download our free ebook on deal packaging and sourcing for absolutely nothing. So go get yourself a copy by visiting our Facebook page and looking for the link on there. And as a thank you for taking the time to download the podcast, we would like to offer you a huge discount, 60% discount on our upcoming Rent to Rent course, which is an online course giving you the step-by-step -step process of all things Rent to Rent. From starting a rent-to-rent business and scaling that up into a rent-to-rent monster portfolio. The course, like 
all of our courses is online study and you get lifetime access as well and free updates for life too so the content stays fresh um, the course itself the rent to rent course is going to launch in october sometime in october but you can get the early bird offer as a podcast listener so thanks for listening with a huge discount of 60 percent so instead of paying 299 pounds you pay 119 so if you follow the link in the show notes or you can visit our website which is www.psnproperty.co.uk we've got an online store on there and a bit more information but that's it for this time until next time stay safe and take it easy